Fletcher Buildings posted an after-tax loss of $120 million for the six months to December. This compares to a profit of $92 million for the same period the previous year. Along with that news, the company's chief executive, Ross Taylor, and board chair, Bruce Hassel, are both stepping down by the end of the year. I think Taylor, in the next six months, Hassel will step down from the board at the annual shareholders' meeting in October. A lot of anticipation, Giles Beckford, ahead of this announcement this morning. There'd been a trading halt. There'd been an indication the result was going to vary markedly from expectations. And there was also a signal that the chief executive was considering his position. What landed about half an hour, 45 minutes ago? (laughs) Um, I have to say it looked like a sad rerun of a corporate soap opera that took place uh, five years ago and probably five years before that. It's been just a decade of largely misery for the company. Uh, I... The fears were when it went into trading halt and we heard those words, the figures that we're seeing were uh, materially different from what the investment analysts are doing. Um, And you just thought there was a sort of a a hint of an Armageddon about it. It's not as bad as uh, I think people might have feared. Looking, the bottom line is, is ugly. But we have to note that is largely because of 100 and... $80 million worth of uh, provisions, money set aside to cope with the Convention Centre and Wellington Car Park. That we knew about, um, and that had triggered just a few alarm bells. But then it's taken a further $122 million write-down on its Australian business called Tradelink, which uh, specialises in bathrooms, plumbing, and... A bit like placemakers. A a bit like placemakers, but with a slightly narrower focus. Mm -hmm. And uh, from that point of view, that's where the hit is. Looking at their revenue, well, the revenue is roughly down. It's it's more or less on a par with where it was last year uh, at around $4.2 billion. So that's not as bad as had been feared. Um, It's pre-tax earnings... Uh, they're roughly in line with expectations uh, at around $264 million, compares with $360 million, uh, a year ago. Once again, not too bad, but you get a feel for the way the company is uh, going at the moment. Um, its margins uh, are down um, 8% uh, last year, 6% this year. The return on funds employed, this is sort of a general how much bite do we get, how much bang do we get for the bucks that uh, we're spending. Um, Last year, it was close to 18%. uh, This year, 14% uh, closely. So you just get that feel uh, that everything's going. Remembering, of course, that much of Fletcher Building's business is is cyclical, right? It's tied to what's happening in building, houses, residential, demand for concrete, uh, wallboard, all that sort of thing. So it's an ugly part of the cycle. Let's just separate out those kind of impaired assets or situations from the underlying. You seem to be saying the underlying in the circumstances that this part of the business cycle is okay. But let's look at the impairments. Um, 
the convention centre obviously ran over it, had a fire, it had bad luck. I don't know if you can throw light on what is actually wrong with the new Wellington Airport car park. I don't think anybody knows. It's not structural as far as we know. Um, the company tells us that. The airport tells us that. Uh, but neither of them are shedding any light on it. I can only suspect that it's uh, perhaps some of the innards of it, whether it's uh, plumbing or whether it's wiring or whether it's drainage or whether, it, well, whether it's the cladding, but in the scheme of things, the building okay. safe is being used. So that's those two New Zealand uh, assets that have uh, required above expected <laughs> expenditure. The Perth plumbing situation, as you were touching on on Morning Report, there's this classic scrap. It reminds me of an earlier era. No, it's not the product. It's the way it's being installed. Yeah. What's the fiscal implications of that for Fletcher? When does that get resolved and with what possible cost? Look, we, we don't know. The company uh, early uh, last year um, put aside something like 10 to $15 million, roughly what it thought it, it, it might be to resolve things. Pipes, and, I should and, say, and, uh, for, for the pipes, yeah. yes. Mm. Right. The only thing they're saying today is that uh, latest testing backs our case that it's the installation, it's not the product. Mm. All right. uh, the latest estimate they're saying is that the number of homes that are affected uh, are fewer than had previously been estimated, roughly around 15,000 compared to 17,500 or thereabouts. They're saying that uh, in the end, they're not actually taking any further provisions, in other words, not setting aside any further money for it. But the risk remains. And this is the the interesting bit. There are circumstances, including a recall, where the financial impact could be significantly material and adverse to the group. In other words, it's a big dark cloud hanging over them. They simply do not know. It looks like this will be something that will just be in the courts. Just before we quickly finish on the legacy of the two leaders who are going, I think they've both been there since 2017, uh, there the, the had been some talk about um, potentially splitting Fletcher's up. It's, a, it's got a lot of companies under it, Placemakers, Golden Bay, Cement, um, others as well, a, a really broad reach. What would be the impact of this result on that kind of conversation? Uh, you'd have to say that um, the signal, uh, if you like to say that, is that uh, Fletcher's is looking to get rid of TradeLink, the, the Aussie business. Right? There'll be no doubt buyers for that at the right price. Is that a signal that perhaps um, Fletcher Building needs to be a New Zealand company and not a trans-Tasman company? I don't know. Um, the Australian operations, by and large, held up reasonably well in the circumstances, okay. but they are a small part overall of the Fletcher Building um, group. But it's a hydra-headed monster, mm. and from that point of view, you know, it's already been through significant um, divestments of businesses which weren't performing that were the pet projects of former executives and boards. So um, let's and, come to and it's the still t- paying the cost of those. Yes, yes. And we remember the Christchurch rebuild you were talking about earlier on Morning Report, that era where you pitched low and then had to go and argue about... Well, they dropped a bundle, for instance, yeah, yeah. on the Christchurch Justice Understood. Precinct. Yeah. The, the legacy of these two, the chairman and the chief executive, who will both be gone by Look, the end of the year? Ma- um, Ross Taylor was brought in to clean out the stables. Right? And that was a time when Fletcher's overall financials were looking 
pretty ugly. Uh, you know, it was close to breaching its banking covenants. In other words, its earnings weren't enough to satisfy the banks um, that had been lending to it. So he came in to give him his due. He cleaned out uh, a large number of those historic issues, uh, steered the business away from chasing um, the big, what they call vertical construction. Now they're just doing, they're concentrating on roads and those sorts of projects. So, um, he got the finances, the balance sheet back into some sort of uh, reasonable shape. The company started paying dividends. Right? He's still actually copping, or he has copped uh, the results of decisions made before he, he arrived yeah. at the company. Yeah. Bruce Hassel, as the chairman, he came in when Ralph Norris finally fell on his sword. There was you know, a significant shareholder revolt, and the message was put loud and clear. You, know, you have to go. They've got to go through it all again. It yep. looks like they're in a five-year cycle. Let's find ourselves a new chief executive and a new, a new board. Thank you very much, Giles Beckford.